0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Seeking Sustainability. I just wrapped up an interview with two amazing, amazing women and just figured while I'm sitting here in my parents' basement. Um, I'm back in my hometown for the holidays. While I'm sitting here, I would knock out this intro because let me tell you, and I think I've mentioned this before, that I am terrible at getting around to recording introductions. Um, and that's part of the reason it takes me so long to edit episodes. So I just wanted to knock it out while I'm while I'm down here with my microphone plugged in. Um, I interviewed the two founders of Bahara Pinta, which is a Colombian lifestyle brand that produces ethically made handbags and accessories in partnership with local artisans, indigenous communities, and single moms in Latin America. Um the founders are Maria Paula and Isabella and they met in in design school and are seriously two of the loveliest women I've ever met or you know, talked to. They were so energetic and so fun and sweet and yeah, and their their brand is just really, really fun. I found it online and um, we'll definitely, you know, be sharing more about it, but it's, it is like a sort of higher end, I guess, in the luxury kind of sector brands. Um, and which I know in regards to what we call sustainable fashion, an important part of the conversation is accessibility. I know a lot of people, you know, can't afford higher end or, um, or you know, apparel or accessories that are more expensive than than what we see in normal retail stores. But even if it's something that, you know, you can't afford or, and Lord knows I'm not rolling around in money, <laughs> but like it's still really fun to know about these companies and understand the story behind them. And especially with luxury items, I really, really believe that, I mean, for any sustainable garment, but especially in luxury, the story behind the the product makes the product so much more luxurious. So even if, if if this is their products are a little bit out of your price range, that is totally okay. I still really really think it's it's important to recognize these companies, to hear their stories, understand the people behind them, and admire them. You can follow them on social media, interact with their pages, um, send it to your friends, ask it for something for Christmas, which is what I'm doing, <laughs> and I mentioned that in the episode. But anyways, Pinta is an a, amazing brand. They're they're pieces are super colorful and fun and pull inspiration from the nature throughout Colombia which is where they're from the founders are from and it was just really fun to connect with them they were really kind and clearly really really passionate about what they do and the the communities that they work with and we talk about how to work with indigenous communities in a respectful and genuine and ethical way they talk about their origin story and you know hurdles they've had to face and what it was like trying to create their production process, which was very ethical and consciously done from the start, no questions asked. Um, They were just very real, and I really appreciated that. I feel like, you know, when we talk about sustainable fashion, there's a lot of greenwashing and a lot of, a lot of bullshit, and (laughs) to put it, to put it eloquently, um, and this that was not the case with them. It was super genuine. And yeah, it was just a fun conversation. It was great. I love their products. Um, they were wearing them in the Zoom call, just so much fun and colorful. So definitely something you guys should check out. Um, and if you're feeling like browsing online at some fun, some fun items. Um, and on another note, what else? I, on a personal note, I had mentioned possibly in previous episodes about a website that I created called Symbiotico. It was something I did in college as a capstone. And then basically over the last couple of years, worked on it on and off and then never actually promoted it. Like it was a live website, but I never promoted it. And then I stopped doing it for like almost a year. Anyways, recently I was thinking to myself about Christmas shopping was like, oh, I should I wish I knew like I was trying to think of like more sustainable companies to shop at. <laughs> And then I was like, wait, hold on. I created a literal website for this. So anyways, my boyfriend and I have started working on that again. Um, The website is 100% a work in progress. It is a very imperfect website. It's still being built, but it is live. And um, I also made a couple TikToks about it with, you know, mentioning some different brands like United by Blue and um, a couple other companies that I've talked to or just admire um, so I will also link my TikTok. I'm going to start making those <laughs> finally. <laughs> and I'll also link Symbiotico. So if you're doing any holiday shopping and you just want, um, some ideas for, you know, environmentally minded books or brands, things like that, please, please check it out and share it with your friends. Um, and Bahara Pinta is also on the website as well. Um, so yeah, like I said, I hope you enjoy this episode. Please support their company. These women were so lovely. Um, Maria Paula and Isabella were so fun and just totally rays of sunshine. And you can feel that through the episode. Um, and yeah, I, I'm i excited to be back. I'm excited to be making podcast episodes. There are more to come in the future. I've been racking up interviews um, and reaching out to some fun people. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast with Bahari Pinta. But anyways, thank you guys uh, so much for joining. We've already been chatting and you guys are so lovely and sweet and fun. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And then the, I just like to start um, just to make sure I get everyone's names, titles, pronouns right. Just if you could introduce yourself, your name, your pronouns, and then your title at um, at your company, like your role or position. Of
1: course. Thank you, Julia, for having us.
0: We're very excited for Julia, being here.
1: Yes. Um, we are. Uh, my name is Maria Paula, um, I'm from the northern coast of Colombia, from a small town called Valladupar. I'm currently living in New York City, and uh, my role at Pajara Pinta is everything handle <laughs> 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 As every entrepreneur, as Isa.
2: <laughs> I'm Isabella, eh, I'm also from Colombia, I'm from Cali, that is mainly known for salsa. And uh, I'm handling the, now the creative part and the creative direction of, of Pajara Pajar Pinta. And I recently moved back to Colombia from Mexico. And I'm happy to be here while Pauli is away.
0: <laughs> awesome. Wait, And so I saw on your guys' story, you guys met in design school. So just to start, I would love to hear the origin story of how you guys met and then eventually how that Ended up into you guys um, starting Bahia Pinta. I also apologize because I know I have an American accent and I cannot roll my Rs, so my pronunciation is just going to be.
2: No, it's, uh, perfect. it's perfect. We have a Latin <laughs> I, I accent. Want to, I want to share this little story. Like I, I just remember Like it was just the first day of school, and I, and I saw this little girl, and I remember they were they were giving us the tour of the of the university. And I remember we met that day actually. And since that, the rest is history. No, but uh, like we met at at uh, university. First we were friends and then like Fajara Pinta came out of uh, a class, Pauli, if you want to continue the story from there. So
1: we, we met exactly like in the first day of school, but then like this was first day, uh, like meet a lot of people, let's see it, right? But then in our third semester, we got, a, we got into a class with a, with like a smaller size class. And then we were assigned like a group project and we we're like, okay, let's do it together. And we actually for this project had to analyze a, a big company and find a, a missing spot in their strategic plan. So for the company, we designed at the end like a, a cool backpack with aesthetics we, we still carry. And we were very surprised that after the end of the semester, even the professor wanted to buy the backpack. We designed our classmates and we were like, oh, this is interesting. And winter break was about to come. Isa was going back to Cali, I was going to Valle del Par. So we were like, okay, what if we do a few more backpacks? We take them home and we see if someone buys them. So we did that, eventually they said, well, there were just four backpacks. And then we came back, we did with that money, we made eight, then 16. 32 and this was like a side project while we were like still studying like a side job
2: so that's how it started yeah we started selling them on the web page of the university and then people like ordered them and then when there was like I don't know 180 backpacks for production we said okay we need to look at this (laughs) because and then
1: do you remember like Isa, do you remember like it also it was like we started seeing that people like school that we didn't know so it was like, oh, this is a scaling. And then we our friends from other universities were sending us pictures, like, look, your backups in backpacks in our schools, and we're like, Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, they all the, like all the universities and then the schools, and then like, but it was like we started with backpacks. It was like all the tropical like prints and backpacks, and then we like we evolved into travel essentials and then we we started working with the artisans but it was like like i mean with the artisans in the and in the indigenous communities because since the beginning everything was very like handmade and everything uh, but it is like it was like really like a snowball
1: actually and then when we, that was, was this was when we were in, back in design school and when we graduated back in 2017 that's when we were like, we already had been doing this for a few years. So we we're like, let's give this a try, like giving our full time and energy to it. And that's when we had like a major they um, uh, shift and we like give it all into now specializing what we're doing all that. It's their artisanal work and the UNO's work that is describing.
0: That is so cool. And I mean, I feel like working with um artisans and stuff there are companies that have been doing it for a while but that's still a kind of newer thing so I mean for you guys to do that is pretty risk I mean I feel like some companies who are like very um I mean all companies have to be profit-minded but that are super overtly profit-minded might be like oh that's you know more expensive way to do it
2: yeah it's definitely more expensive and more difficult in terms of production like we will always have like issues because you're at the end, you're like always working with people and especially like all the artisanal communities and indigenous communities, like they respect all like their culture and their dates and everything. So it's not like you're working with a machine or mass production or whatever, no. It's more like you need to be really concerned about like that you're working with humans.
0: Yeah.
1: Agree, agree. Also, I would say, um, it's 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 definitely like less, like less, less easy to scale it and to have it like, be like just profitable focus because we deeply care about them and sometimes like these things like, um, goes different ways, um, but we're still um, all it's part of our business like for us to keep helping them to to. To have a bigger impact in the communities we work with, we need to run a profitable business. So we're trying to do both. And the way we do it's by building a brand so that it's not only, it's mainly, it's very important the artisanal part of it and the quality part of it, but also the pajarapinta universe we're constructing here.
0: How did you go about, like, what did that process look like um, when you were in the early stages of the company, thinking about your supply chain and production process? How did you go about, sourcing artisans and and figuring out what you wanted that that process and the story of your products to look like?
2: I think it was very important that like Pauli Pauli and I we connect so much with the artisanal part and then the know-how and then like this know-how that has been like traveling from eh, generations to generations and there was like this willing to preserve this amazing crafts that Colombia has and all the communities has like there was so much richness in the culture and then there's a lot like a lot of the new new generations will prefer like okay I'll just go as a bartender or as a waitress instead of like doing the craft because it's not it's not good money for them like so when we saw like this happening and then Pauli and I like we loved like all the artisanal because we found like like we found it even more unique. and everything that is handmade for me is much more like luxury than everything that is machine made. Like you know, there is so much energy and so much time from another person that is like like a little luxury piece. So so when we decided like, okay, we would love to uh, preserve this, and it's so gratifying for us, like helping them too. It, then we started like to do like the research on how we could involve them I mean the artisans in our supply chain and so, um, I don't know Pauli if you want to tell the story about Indira maybe yes
1: yeah, so um constructed on what says, saying um I think both from our personal backgrounds like from our families also and the story of our families like we've always been in love with handmade uh, handcrafts like things we're very manual people um and when we decided like uh, back of the story we were, te- we were telling when we decided to give us our full commitment to Paharabinta and now switch to a more like um fashion oriented brand not only the, the back to school line we were looking around like how can we start doing this um and then a family member told us about this in the community in in uh, near Baledupar um there there's a and the community is called the the Kanquama community so we went we traveled there it's like a rural path to get there but we were like okay let's go and meet, the, meet this community and see how this works out and then we found like this amazing person called Indira she's part of in the indigenous community and we were like Trying to learn, like like we just shadow her <laughs> all day to see, like how do they live, like what do they do, why do they do it, why weren't more people doing it, what mm-hmm. were the challenges they were experiencing, like just trying to really understand how their, I don't know if the right word is lifestyle, but something like that, like how does life look like look like for them, and how what do they want to do with the knowledge they have. So they show us the whole process of how from the plants they have in their backyard, they, there comes a man that extracts them, and then like rurally he strikes the fiber to get the 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 thing that then they later do as a thread. Um, we have videos of all of these, and mm-hmm. then and then like they they like yeah they they take the thread out out of the of the magay plant. They hang it in their backyards, also like just with strings, like very manually yeah. for them to dry. Then, with in this big um, boiling water thing that I don't know how to say in English, <laughs> they put them <laughs> with colorants uh, that with colorants that they find from around. So, for example, they take um, a tree leaf uh, that they know that has like purple, like a purplish pigment, and they add it to the mix, and then they try a color from that then they they put it back in their strings in the backyard like with the sun if the rain if the rain comes like it will ruin it but the, the where they live uh, there's mainly sun most of the year and like just showing us all this process until they finally get to do a mochila can Guama we were like fascinated by it it's like this is there's so much knowledge so much like things inherited and and what Isa was saying like, the new generations were moving to the city because it wasn't affordable for them to live just by this, and then we came back like inspired by this. We started working together, like okay, how can us as designers, um, express ourselves through Pajarapinta through the brand we're constructing, and then use their knowledge to mm-hmm. produce something unique and beautiful, like respecting their things, honoring their knowledge, and giving our our design input by constructing Pajarapinta. So it was like th- this was the first art in the UNOS community that we started working with, and then like we started adding more and more and more, and we just like really like that process. That I so always
0: say cool.
2: it's like a co creation process. Like at the end,
0: yeah, that is so. I literally was like tearing up because I'm like that's such a beautiful process, and we don't see, like I've never seen anything, anyone you know make anything by hand like that, and um and I think I mentioned this actually in the last podcast episode I recorded and um. Maison Demo, the company that I found you guys through about the story of a luxury product. And for a lot of people, luxury is hard to justify. Like the average consumer isn't going to spend a lot on, on items. But I think even just being a consumer, if you can appreciate the story behind the product and if the story behind the product is beautiful, then the product is inherently more beautiful versus yeah, like yeah. big box luxury brands where it's really just mass produced. Yeah. Yeah. We and also then, need to get oh,
1: better at showing these videos because we have all of these and because we're doing so many things in the day, we're like, okay, we need to visually communicate all of this. So we're trying to get there too.
2: Yeah, and then it's there's something amazing about it. For example, with the canquamas, they take, like, while they weave, is like the, the mothers take care of their children and then they weave the, the little mochila and then they say it's like their meditation. So imagine like the, all the good energy that, like, that the mochila has, or for example, I don't know, with the hats. The hats it's also made. They're made of iraca palm, and then Pauli is using one. <laughs> and all the little like all little figures and everything they're also weaved by hand. Like they t- they take like one month to be made. So there's a lot of like history in each of our products that needs to be shared. I would say.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. You're, oh my gosh. Your guys' hats. I was telling my mom about them. I was like, mom, these hats are so cool. I, I am totally going to get one. I think next year when the summer rolls around, I know if I get one in Chicago winter, it'll just blow off my head. Um, but yeah, no, the hats are so beautiful and that's, that's such a beautiful process and oh, such a good story. How do you, something that like I've wondered a lot and I'm sure it differs from company to company, but how do you go about, you sort of already touched on it, but how do you go about working with these indigenous communities in the most respectful and ethical way possible? Like, are there certain things that they have expressed they want or need, or is that just like a kind of conversation? Like, what does that look like?
1: Isa, you want to tell this?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. What's no, says Like, when I told you about like, he's co- co-creating something with them, I do feel that it's very important to understand like their needs and their ways of living, okay, and to enter there with a with a like you're working with other human being that has a knowledge that you don't have. So you need to understand that knowledge. You need to respect it and honor it at the same time that you're putting your knowledge in like to co-create a product together. So. Kind of like Pauli and me, we have like the knowledge of what's going on with fashion, how does the global market works and everything. And they have the all this know-how of these like handmade products. So is that, I would say like it's a negotiation like of what, for for you, what's important and for me, what's important and to remain it in a, the very ethical way. Um it's also important to say that this, like these because there are long-term uh, relationships. Like so it's like we are already very close to them. Like we're really friends. They will ask for like our family members. We will know like when they're like going through a hard moment. Uh, if they have like a special date, for example, I don't know, they can quote the Kamensa community that is the one making like these tigers and all they're like. Cute. This one is this one is me, the meaning is intuition. Like they have a special date for to celebrate the sun. So you know these days are very like sacred for them and they, they they will not work in those days. And we respect it. So that's important. Also, it's important for us to respect their dates in terms of okay, if the hats take one month to make, we know we cannot rush them. And that's why like our consumer needs to understand that it's like a slow fashion brand or like our retailers normally like are very uh, flexible, or they know like what's going on behind, so they will like place the order with very, like with one month uh, of how do you say anticipation of, <laughs> of um, with one pre-order. Month of, yeah, with one month of pre-order, um, and they will understand the whole process. So I would say like to maintain this relationship between artisan and us, it's it's very. Like it's a very human relationship, and then a, it's also important to understand the needs of each of the parts. I don't know if there's something you wanna add?
1: No, I think it's yeah, like merging what what's important for them, and also try to um like to make agreements at the end because they have their way their way of living. Uh, we're also running a business, so we need this to work. We cannot be like delayed, um, like be not fulfilling our words with clients and with people. So it's like making agreements like, okay, this is important for you as a community, for us, it's also important that we have open communication, that we have clear deadlines, that we have, um, if something is coming up, because it's normal, we need to be flexible about it, that you communicate us as soon as it happens so we can also communicate it with the client. So like the communication process is like as smooth as possible.
2: And uh, and also from their side, no, that they understand that they have to have like high standards quality, these kind of things that for us are important.
0: Have you received feedback from them? Like, are they excited to see their their work displayed and worn by people and appreciated? They love it when
1: we when I think they love it when we tell us like, like, hey, this box you're sending us is going to travel to Dubai. The next ones we're doing are going to sign birth. Like, okay, we, need, we really need to focus on the quality of this order because it's going to be a huge retailer in the U.S. Um, it's called Anthropologie and they're like, it's called what? It's like <laughs> it's a big retailer in the U.S. So we need to focus, really focus on the quality. But then like, we we'll try to keep it simple. Like this box is going to Paris. People in Paris are wearing what you are doing. So when you're doing it, think about this is going to be worn like across the world, across the world, like, so we, we keep telling them like these parts of the story that they can digest so they get excited about it. And also when they're like um, telling us like, no, um, I don't know, sometimes this is, uh, the rain hasn't allowed us to work. What are we gonna do? And we're like, we're gonna tell the people what's going on. But then remember that you're doing this for someone to wear it in London. Do you want someone to wear it in London? They're like, <laughs> yes. So it's like a communication thing.
2: They get very excited to see their work out there, like especially when they understand how like how worldwide it can get, you know? So it's amazing for them. They are and, and it's also the most, I think it's very gratifying for Pauli and me to see like the the, the work they've done outside and the work it's being done in Colombia. There's a, an amazing country like outside. um it's is the most gratifying thing for us. I think it's is what keep us creating. Pauli and me, and and then they also. I remember it also. They are also very happy that their production is growing. They they see us growing with them because because it's a long term relationship. They they could see it. So in the pandemic, for example, I remember. I remember her so much, like in um, Tamesa community. She doesn't even speak Spanish so so well because she speaks her, her mother language, language, her mother language, and her dialect. Um, and she doesn't. It's important for you to understand that these these indigenous communities or these artisanal communities, like. They live in the jungle without so much technology. They come like once a week to deliver production. It's not like so easy for, to communicate with them. So, so they were like just telling us like we were like little angels because they had no work in the pandemic and we were bring, bringing them like a lot of work. So, and there, like, you, there, there is one like Claudia and I said, like, okay, we need to do this more. Like, this is definitely our mission. Uh, we really connect like with the, service part and the artisanal part like of trying to help others through what we're doing to be to try to do things right in this world because either we 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 change the way we consume or we work or we produce like this is it's our like our only like how to say aporte like uh a way of <laughs>
1: our way of giving back to the region that giving back yeah. here where we were born also like the region we our families were raised the region we really appreciate but like to give back a bit and like we are saying like as if everything was given from us to them but it's and it's going both ways like we learn so much totally. also about remembering the important things in life simplicity at the end like caring about people being with the people you love like having I, I don't know i think like the the humanity component of it like we've grown so much just by having these kind of conversations with them um even the relationships has gotten personal like they ask us like how's the boyfriend doing um i've heard that there are rains in your where your uh family is living is everything everyone okay there and west and back like okay how was little one's graduation day so like just like a touch of point like I think the world can get, um, can be, you can be easily distracted in whatever's going on in, in every person's world. And I think speaking with these people constantly is a reminder of finding true, true connections.
0: Yeah. So kind of on your relationship with nature. So your mission statement in About Page is beautifully written and beautifully done. What is, you know, as founders of this company, what is, you, you kind of on your About Page mention, you know, highlighting the beautiful nature of Colombia. What does that mean to you? And what does that look like? Why why is it that you chose to shed light on on your country and, and the nature that you grew up around?
1: So I think this is also, like, a nice part where Isa and I, like, naturally connected. So as, as we, like, personally have, like, closeness with the handcrafts things, like, since we were little, we are also, like, very drawn into, the, into nature. Like, we feel that we literally recharge ourselves when we're like outdoors we love to walk in trees we love to be on the ground we love to be in the beach to to swim in the ocean like completely like no <laughs> even it's funny because some in some parts of Colombia it's not uh, girls like just for, taking care of their self-image they don't submerge their hair we're like we need to swim to recharge to do everything um so for us like just because it's something that keep us grounded, like and connected to our like to our roots and true to ourselves, it's the same as speaking with the with the artisans. We want to to invite people to find ways to connect to connect with themselves. Like that's what what we mean when we say shine from within. Like we believe that nature it's a main factor that we as a humanity um share to that keep us like connected to ourselves. So we promote it a lot even though we know there are other ways or like other things that people might use to help connect with themselves and get them shining from within
2: like we always see nature as a as a helper I would say like to connect with yourself like at the end you recharge so much when you're in nature I grew up like in a in a house in the middle of trees like and for me, when I'm in the city, I need to go, like, even if it's one, like, one between two weekends, like, to places where I can recharge and reconnect, and, like, ground. Um, For all these, like, Pauli and me, and this is something that maybe is in our values and, like, uh, how we were raised, but we try, like, to be, be-, be better humans every time. And we have found out that to be a better human, like, you need to be connected with yourself and connected with your core, and and that's how you will like shine from within and like spread your light and these kind of things. So, and nature somehow help us do that. So, we said, okay, this is super important. We grew up with this. Let's try to put it out there, and the most people can can understand it, the better. Like we, we need to take care of their of the earth that has given it, I mean, the earth is giving us so much that we need to take care of it. Uh, especially if it's helping us all the time.
1: Also our, both our families, even though we're from different parts of Colombia, um, are related to the uh, agriculture, are related to agriculture. So Mm -hmm. we've seen like, since we were little like, um, like, you know, like having fresh fruit or or vegetables, um, coming from the from the farm so like we've been taught like from our from our from just for being Colombians I think like Colombians uh, outside of the capital of the country um that are like we've been grown connected to to the earth somehow
0: that's so special that's so mm-hmm. special yeah and something that I love too is um in your mission statement and on your about page you talk about bringing Spreading joy and and your products bringing joy to people and, and finding the joy in nature. And that's something that really stood out to me because, um and I talk about it in the last episode I posted where it was just me talking about my relationship with environmentalism and like, it's very easy and very valid when you think about the earth and the environment and the state of the planet to feel a lot of anger and frustration and fatigue. And honestly, the, I was just talking to someone about this the best way just i mean for me personally that i've found to keep a relationship with the earth as much as i sometimes want to be frustrated at the state of the world is to approach it from a place of joy and wonder and so that the fact that you you mentioned that in your about page just really stood out to me and i just thought it was so refreshing and and such a good reminder of of um yeah how how to just keep our relationship with nature joyful as, po- as joyful as possible um yeah and at the end is like like i always say
2: to paulie like, and, and we always discuss it like sometimes life gets hard because i mean we're humans <laughs> and we have works and we have a lot of things and a lot of i mean things go on and it's always nice to remember that i would say like life is not about black or white it's like there. it has plenty of colors and colors bring you joy and colors from nature are like even more happy so we well, let's try to keep it fun and keep it joyful in our products I don't know if you've seen it like I mean it's it's super playful it's kind of like it gives you color it, it makes you smile a uh, somehow the meaning of each product tries to Remind you that we're here to enjoy. We're here to have fun, and we can take things lighter than because sometimes we see we see problems as if, as if they were horrible, and then it's important to keep it light. And somehow, like I was I was saying, like nature nature gives us that, and through colors we can we want to give that to our customers.
1: Yeah, like we see them like we try to what the, the thing we're trying to transmit with Pajarapinta Pinta um, accessories is like these are we have like these little but powerful treasures to remind yourself of, of, of important things beyond the moment you're living because problems will always have different magnitudes, different ways, um, different like every human has different problems every, and we share that in common, they're not gonna stop coming. But what if instead of like being mortified by them, we like try to look at the brighter side. So for example, uh, Isa's wearing the, the three sons earrings and uh-huh. we use them like as a reminder of bring with you the power of three sh- of three sons. So if she might be having, I don't know, like a hard day, she like just passing by a mirror and it's like, oh, I remember to have the the power of three sons with me. I'm wearing these like Panthers necklace that this was made for the Kamensak community that Isa was talking about earlier. And for them, the panther represents intuition. So when I'm facing a special challenge, I don't wear just the totem with one panther. I wear like the necklace with all of the panthers because I need to remember that I can trust my God, that I can trust my intuition. So it's like, I'm having a really challenging, challenging moment, but it's like, oh, I can handle this. Let's do
0: this. <laughs> that's so awesome. Ah, oh, That's so fun. And I think too, like something that I've had to think about, like in the last year, I think I've tried to like reapproach my relationship with nature with like a child-like wonder where it's like, yeah, it's very fun and carefree. And, um, and I feel like your brand exudes that where it's like fun and unique and very tactile and like colorful and yeah, just, yeah, it's fantastic.
1: Julia, I think there's something important there that Isa and I are very like keen on it it's like we're not perfect and we're way far from being perfect about sustainability about caring for the world about everything we do and our main like the way we see it is like as isa said like trying to be better every day in everything we do like ourselves like it's starting from ourselves that's the main challenge and then from what we transmit and it's the same for the company because Pajara Pinta reflects isa and, me, and my personal values deeply like the things we genuinely care about so it's like we cannot say that we are the most green sustainable brand ever but what we are doing is with the knowledge we have with the resources we have and the things we're trying to learn every day trying to get better but it's not that we are like perfectly doing it now and i i think we're we're never going to say that we're perfect in it because i know every day we can learn something new and we're going to try to you always um, can get better implement it yeah
2: there's also there is always a way of getting better but it's like the yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like how did you say like they aim or they they wanting to do it and to act pa- Pauli and i were also very like actions oriented so we don't like ideas to stay in ideas so we're gonna do like um more sustainable packaging okay let's do this uh, next to zero waste how can we do with like the things that are like being how can we use them like the fabrics that have not that are not being used. How so we try always try to be like to do things better and to do things right. And that's important to try to communicate that and to say it out loud. um, Because you can always try to do things right. Yeah. Uh, And it's so important how like in the stage of the world that we are now that we need to like we need to be conscious about what we're doing. So if you're going to add, please try to add, right? I don't know. Like for, uh, this is something super simple. But for example, the, the totems, the totems, there's like reused plastic bags inside of them.
0: So, really? Yes. That's so cool. <laughs> yes.
1: So, <laughs> but continuing <laughs> on that, but recently we learned, we thought we were like doing greatly, like, okay, we're helping with the reusing plastic bags. But then a few days ago, we had a conversation with someone that is like, way uh beyond us in the in the green chat in the green like sustainability path and she was telling us like there are better ways to fill it that using that recycling plastic so we're like looking for alternatives that and you know like we were proud about this and then it's like okay now we're aware that we can do it better so what can we do to get better than just using recycled plastic
2: for example. And that's that's part of being curious and and trying yeah. always like to keep going and okay, how can we do this better? And uh, and that's part of our that's part of our goal too. Like if we're gonna build a company, let's do it right.
0: Yeah, I think that's so okay. Well, A, props to you guys for being honest and genuine because no company is perfect and any company that claims that claims to be close or a lot of companies greenwash, whereas you guys are so genuine in your intentions. And but are also very honest, the you know and, um. B. It is. I said this, and I feel like this sounds pessimistic, but it's not. I think it's impossible to be perfect in an imperfect world. Like no supply chain can be perfect, and recycling is a, such a messy, complicated thing in itself. So there's no way to recycle perfectly, and so the intention is there, and that is huge. And also, I think, especially like younger consumers are so keen on like honesty where it's like if you guys are forthcoming the fact that you guys are so forthcoming and honest and genuine and real about your story and your process and the things you learn people will appreciate that um and and be like wow okay they're totally real and I get it and yeah I think that's really really valuable
2: yeah I think it's one of the most important things like we always will we try to promote that like to sometimes so, somehow like yeah we're real we're not perfect uh, like we try to <laughs> we try to and every day we try to be better humans and, and build the better company but we're in the path and the important thing is also to enjoy the journey and then like maybe we'll arrive there to that that time we will say okay maybe we're completely sustainable, but we're not there yet. We're working for that. Uh, there's a long path. I feel that if there's a long path for all companies in the world, the important thing is to start being aware that we need to do it better. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: What are Do you guys have any sort of goals for Bahari Pinta? Like, like plans for growth or things that you want to see happen or ideas that you have? Um, so many, so many. I know, I bet probably.
2: <laughs> so many, so many. The question is, I mean, we have paulia and me. We are super dreamers. So okay, we dream of having I don't know. When Pajarapinta, like enter anthropology, was a big one for us. We were like, okay, this is a good. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and then now we're trying to get like closer to our consumer. Like we want to connect more with the with the final consumer directly the, mm-hmm. like direct on the consumer and to understand it and to be able to share I would say I would, I would say in a very romantic way but share our light or like our message or what we want to communicate di- directly with them because we feel that there is so much value in the product and so much history that we would love to put it outside yeah
1: also, we're still like we're still a small company. We think there's much a lot of room for us to grow in the in the following years. We see this as, as a long-term project. Um like also trying to find like new ways to connect with our customer. And the our customer, I think our customer base is gonna continue growing because people are every day becoming more aware of the importance of of caring of the sourcing of the things you are wearing in your daily life so we're always like trying to be creative about um ways to connecting with them we've done like a few pop-ups abroad in New York Miami we, we even had a pop-up like a six-month pop-up in into New Mexico like just oh. to trying to connect with these people directly and uh, like trying to find like, ways with to- these
2: people but- we are these people, <laughs>
1: i mean (laughs) connect with the we connect with more people that share our values that's what that's what what we're telling you in the beginning of the conversation like we like that that you approach to us because we always like to find new people that really resonate with these values that we like deeply resonate with um so yeah like keep it creative and and
2: and true and authentic also, keep it fun, joyful, creative, colorful. Like at the end, Pahara Paint is a happy brand that invites you to shine from within. <laughs> unique, I would say. Please, I also love authenticity. So, Pahara Paint is something like very like, authentic. And um, we definitely try to create like new fun stuff, like new fun pieces. Um, and I'll try to encourage always like, Authenticity in people because that's what make it make people unique and beautiful and different. So, so yeah, I would love to put up To to our, I mean, to get to more more places or more like humans that resonate with these values and that share the same vision. Pauli and I share like, and that I still have hope in in brands that that's that like i mean try to to do things better
1: i think yeah authenticity is the main thing for Is and me personally and then we translate that to the brand
0: that's so special ah so good um and you can hear the passion in your voices too it's like it's so genuine so you mentioned hope and this is um Something else. actually, you know, I'll circle back to this. i I was going to ask a closing question, but you wanted to mention discounts. So you were talking about how, um you discounts for around like this this time of year, the holiday season or holiday season for a lot of people. Um how do you guys approach that? I know that's something that, where a lot of small companies it it can be you know difficult to do discounts or as you know some more quote-unquote sustainable brands are not doing them how do you guys approach that and why did you choose to to do discounts if you don't mind
2: me asking it's deep it's a it's a very difficult choice like we i just posted like today we were just posted about like black friday sales and what implant implies in terms of the speeding and stressing our production line Uh, how we are like determined to slow down the pace of fashion and and how we we were with like a slow fashion business model. So it's hard for us that we we said like, okay, it's also Thanksgiving, it's also Black Friday. eh, And we're trying to find balance between like Thanksgiving spirit and standing by our values. So we said, like, okay, let's give a discount. It's not it's a, it's a 20% discount. We cannot give it anymore because of what I already explained, but it's like it's, it's a hard middle point. I would always say that it's also a way of giving thanks and giving, I mean, yeah, thanks to our customer. Hey, we're still here, like thank you for being here. And so exactly it that away, like he's being grateful also for so much support. Yeah.
1: So the way we also try to do it better, it's instead of doing like a, a madness date, Black Friday and just that it, we're like um, from today until the end of the, of November, um, everything is 20% off in our website.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. No, I think it's, it's tricky. And then that's, but that's wonderful that you're, you're um giving a discount. I know that that's not like an easy choice to make and um. I will be forwarding that's my boyfriend because I want those earrings. <laughs> um, yeah, no, boyfriends. We've seen their they,
1: they are very good allies. Like we get a lot of boyfriend <laughs> requests. Like, or literally, like just text. Like, can you please share these with my boyfriends? Like, yes,
0: we can. <laughs> <laughs> boyfriends are very good allies. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So circling back to that, you mentioned hope. My closing question and um that I ask everyone, and and I'm I always love. It's my favorite question I ask. Is you know, as individuals, as business owners, as environmentalists, what gives you hope for the future? I'm well,
2: really, we're
1: really well, positive
2: at the end. I <laughs> no mean mm-hmm.
1: No, of course we're positive, but I think what. Okay, something I'm I'm connecting with a lot personally is seeing like the new generations being more conscious every day so I know that for for the past generations I see like um, bigger adults because we're not there yet (laughs) complaining about how the kids nowadays are like very complicated that they (laughs) care about a lot of things and that they are like like very different than like how our parents and grandparents grew (laughs) I'm like yeah I know it can be kind of annoying for them because we've seen it like I think we're the our 30 generation is the transition towards a new, more conscious generation. And I even though I can get what I understand what it might be found annoying, I also think like it's important for people since they are young to start caring about these things. Because like as we were saying before, we're always we're here to improve, to get better every day in everything we do. Um, we came from a generation like wasn't really that much aware about nature and a lot of things so we're generating this awareness now that we're in our adult life so it's very interesting to see like new generations just like listening and having these conversations and they're really really young i think that gives me hope
2: and for me i would say like i'm really positive about like seeing people change a bit like when you when there's a lot of cows that how is in our world looking for like Solutions, or what brings you peace, or what brings you, or what helps you to connect with yourself, or to meditate, or like you know, as meditation is a tool, you're like going to nature is a tool. And so, I always see like people having this curiosity for, okay, how do I look for things that make me feel better or that help me connect with myself? So, I love seeing like even older, like as, as Pauline said, like a. How do you say probably Young bigger adults.
1: adults. Bigger <laughs> adults. Bigger <Because we're>
2: adults. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say <laughs> young adults. I mean, busy, like getting busy with life and everything. And they always try to connect like to this wellness part or to, to this like center or to this core in their heart, and trying to okay, let's try to do things better, let's try to do the things right for me, for me to have like a better life. So I pandemic there was a, a bit of change and I, I feel it coming like I, I can see people like okay maybe they need to arrive to a black hole and then get out <laughs> but I see it coming like I see it every time more people connected with that and I love it I think is it's, it's a lot of the message that paharapinta Pinta tries to, to send like connect with yourself and and be happy and be joyful there is a possibility there if you want it. I don't know, maybe it's too dreamy, but maybe it's too dreamy, but I really hope for that. Like people being kinder um thinking more from the heart and acting more from the heart.
0: Thank you again for listening to Seeking Sustainability. I hope you walked away from this episode feeling a little bit more inspired, uplifted, and educated. If you'd like to support the podcast and stay connected, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at seekingsustainability.pod. You can also follow my personal Instagram at julia_blanford and my TikTok, juliablanford. If you'd like to support the podcast in other ways, you can share episodes on social media or send to family and friends to spread the environmental education and love or leave a review on Apple Music. Thank you again so much for tuning in and staying connected and keep doing all the amazing work you're doing to make the world a kinder, greener, and more just place. Thanks again, guys.